Marco Arab, a man who goes to Mississippi State and calls Edmonton home, has done so much in so little time. It was just last year he played second in NCAAs, won a national championship, upsetting powerhouse Brandon McBride in the process, and finally capped off a great season, taking silver at the NACAC Games, all in the 800-meter event. Marco joins us this week to talk about his season so far, his big breakout year last year, what recovery means to him, and what to expect from him going forward. You're listening to The Terminal Mile, at The Terminal Mile on Instagram and Twitter, a Tracky Radio production. All right, so sometimes with uh, with interviews, uh, when I suspect that the person on the other end is someplace pretty cool, um, you know, we, we start with just where in the world are you right now? Perhaps tell the people where you are right now. Right now I am in Clemson, Clemson University in South Carolina for a track meet. Oh, man. So, like, what's what's the plan for this weekend? What uh, what events are you going to hit? You know, like, what uh, what times are you looking at? Uh, let's, let's hear some details. So I'll be running the 800 and four by four tomorrow. I'm currently ranked seventh in NCAA as of now. So I'm hoping to get, get higher up in the rankings. Any, any time faster than what I had before would be fine. You know, there, there's a lot of questions I'd like to ask you, including about, uh, you know, your 400 speed and how you got into the 800 and stuff. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely talk about 2017 because 2017 was, was just a, like a banner year for you. But, uh, yeah, yeah let, let's talk about 2018 first. I mean, like, talk about, um, you know, what were some of the races that, that you've done this year and, like, are things going pretty much to plan or, like, were you expecting a little more by this time or, like, you know, I guess we're about a month away from NCAAs. Are you where you want to be right now? Um, I think I'm exactly where I, where I want to be. I know last year it was it was a huge year, and I it's coming. I've had some pretty big performances, and I, I often ask myself how how I was going to top them. But uh, so far, I look like it looks like I'm on pace to have a better season than than last year. So, you know, after after such a big year last year, and, and like I said, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. What, what was fall like? Like, um, you know, you aren't a cross-country guy, but, uh, like, you know, what what were some of the workouts that you were doing in the fall, or was it mostly rest? You know, like, what what did your fall look like? So after um, after I competed at NACAC, I had about a month off from the track. I was still doing, I guess, core work and circuits every now and then, but... I was avoiding running at at all costs because I'm trying to avoid injuries. And then I had a slow, I guess, a slow return. So I was running, doing light runs on the grass and training about twice a week for the next, I guess, two to three weeks or so. And then I finally got back into it about two months after the previous season ended. But I, I quickly got back to the rest of the group because they were, they were ahead of me at the time. Okay, so for... For the the fall and and those two sessions a week, you know, like what was what was kind of like where was the where was, I guess the focus on was it was it a lot more like strength sort of workouts or you know was it was it more like were you hitting, kind of like far leg or or like what were those workouts like? At the start, it was just more getting my aerobic base, like getting back into the, into running shape. Since I hadn't run in a long time, I had to get, I guess, used to the whole the flow of things so I was doing light light runs every every second day and then 
on the we we did workouts on the grass. Uh, I remember doing six hundred repeats every every once in a while. It wasn't it wasn't anything too fast or too strong. All right, so you know, let's talk about let's talk about 20, uh, 2018 a little bit because you know, like the, just the the number of things that you accomplished last year. Um, you were you were second at NCAA outdoors in the eight hundred. Um, you became a Canadian champion for the first time. You got second place at NACAX. Taking a look back at at twenty eighteen. You know what? What do you feel that that your biggest accomplishment was? You know what? Where? Like, if you were to remember one thing from that year, what would it be? I, to be honest, I think my biggest accomplishment was making it as far as I did. <laughs> I wasn't sure um, how long I was going to be able to to last, especially going through indoor and then finishing outdoor NCAA's, and then going back home and competing in club track meets and also the international meets. So, just being on top of my um, recovery and taking care of my body that was one thing i was really proud of because none of that would be possible if i didn't i guess do the things i did to stay healthy yeah you know you've mentioned i'm kind of interested what what does recovery mean for you i mean like what what were you doing to make sure that you were you know staying injury free uh the main thing i think for me was just making sure i warm up and cool down properly every time i do any sort of exercise or even run um just doing like rehab exercises whenever I feel something's bothering me or just getting any type of treatment that I can when I, when I have to. Also, um, I guess scheduling massages helped a lot, like getting massages before and after big meets. Just little things like that. They come a long way if you focus on them every single time. So, I'm man, sounds like a, a lot of the little things just add up to like a, a really good season. Is, is that kind of, yeah. that, that, that's, that's where it's at, eh? That's exactly what it is. All right. So, I mean, like 2018. So in years before, like you've shown a ton of promise, like you, you were running fast times and stuff, but 2018 just seemed to be that next level. I mean, like, um, your PB was definitely from last year and like you obviously ran a time that qualified you, uh, to, to get to NACAX and, you know, even if you didn't have the auto qualifier, what, what was it about last year that, you know, like what what's what spurred on this this whole big breakout season for you? I think um, one of the main things was going into NCAA's. I knew that I had to, I guess, step up my game and I guess rise to the level of competition. So, and that's one thing I feel like I I excel at. Whenever the competition gets tougher, that's usually when I do my best. So, I think all all of that added together was just. It was, it was bound to happen that I was going to get better. So you cross the line, you you get second at at the NCAA championships. Um, you know what what are your first thoughts? Is it you know is it surprise or is it just kind of a yep I know I'm supposed to be here or like what what were your thoughts? You know because I mean like that's such that's such a huge accomplishment. Taking a, a look at that field of guys. Yeah, that that performance still surprises me to this day. Uh, I. I was hoping to run a fast time, but I, I never actually thought that I would, like, I never thought I was going to play second. I, I assumed everybody else was going to run extremely fast and I was just happy to be there. But yeah, the, the outcome was, was amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And so, you know, a lot of guys after NCAAs, they, they shut their season down. Um, you you end up going to Ottawa to run the national championships. Um, was the decision to, you know, kind of make your season longer to incorporate the national championships, was that something that, like, you had in mind from, you know, from the beginning of the NCAA season? Or was it kind of a, you know, I did really well at the NCAA championships. Let's let's see how far I can push this thing. Uh, it was definitely the first, the first choice. I'd known um, after the NCAA season I was going to go home and compete. I was hoping to set a qualifier early in the season for NACAC so I can compete for, for my country. But, um, yeah, right after NCAA, that was, that was when I knew that I was going to go home and, I guess, continue, continue running. So, so you show up to, you know, Canadian Nationals, and, and I don't think it was a surprise, uh, you know, especially running 145 uh, point uh, earlier in the year that, that you make it to the 800-meter finals. But, uh, you know, what happens in that race? I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, are familiar with the, with the outcome of that race. But, uh, you know, lining up for, for that 800-meter final, you know, what, what were the goals going into that race? Like, wh- where did you see yourself you know, placing uh, best case scenario. So, on that in that race, I was I was expecting to finish top two. It was either going to be me or Brandon. That's what I had in mind. I assumed Brandon was going to take it out, and um, unfortunately for him, that he didn't. So I had I actually had to control the race, which was actually what I preferred to do. And. Yeah, it turned out the way it did because I just had the upper hand that that day. Yeah, I mean, like, if you watch back that race, you know, you're leading through the entire thing. And, and, you know, you can tell, you know, especially in that last 200 meters that, that you know, he's just trying to put on as much pressure as as he possibly can. You know, Mm -hmm. like... How are you feeling it going into that last 200 meters? That, That had to be... I, I, I would have to say almost intimidating, you know, like having someone like, like Brandon right on your shoulder, um, yeah, was, <laughs> you know, with like 200 meters left to go, national championship on the line. Yeah, I was pretty terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually surprised that he hadn't passed me by then. So knowing that I still had the lead, it just it motivated me even more to push, push harder. Oh, man. So I guess it was... Um, about a month later, you're in Toronto for for the NACAC games. Um, you, you know, like that was that was kind of an interesting experience in in itself. Uh, you know, what what did you think of that whole experience? Was it everything that you thought it'd be? Yeah, it, it went exactly as I planned. I think um, I wasn't expecting. Well, I was expecting to to have a top three finish, but um, yeah, I was I wasn't ready to end my season at that point. Like I, I could have kept going for another two, three weeks if I, if I had it in me. So the PB uh, set from last year, like I said, it's a it's a one forty five point. Um, I mean, like I I think we we talked a little bit earlier, and and you said it, it's hard to know where to go from here. You know, like have you already set the set the goal for this season? You know, like mm-hmm. obviously a new PB would be great, but like do you have do you have a, a number in mind or? Um, I don't, I'm not expecting anything early this season, but I, for sure at the end of this year, I, I'm hoping to hit, 
144 or go sub 145 at some point. It might be at NCAAs or it might be um, at international meets. Um, but for now, my main focus is competing for my school and doing the best I can to help them win. So if you don't mind, I think uh, I'd, I'd really like to go go back to you, you know, to your start of this time in the sport. Um, you know, you... Uh, you grew up in in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, what was what was getting into the sport like there? You know, what's the, what's the track community like? I was it was really nice actually. Um, I remember my first high school track meet. I ran track in junior high for a little bit, but I was never really serious about it. On my first high school meet, I ran um a four hundred, and after winning the meet, I had one of the coaches from a from a track club come to me. And it took me, but that was really inviting, and I guess it was history from there. There's a whole lot of track clubs in Edmonton, and I think I think I found a really good coach in Ron Thompson there. You know, it seems like at every single race that that I watch of yours, they they mention your form, and yeah, no, it's it's uh it's a lot of fun, and and as a also as a runner, I get a little envious watching you run just because it looks so smooth and so so natural. Yeah. Did did he mention that right off the top, or is that is that something that that came with time? Um, it was definitely something I had to that had that was developed over time. Uh, running was really natural to me, but focusing on the little things, like I said before, just keeping my arms, I guess, using my arms as I run, and um, focusing on keeping my knees knees up or raising my knees. Yeah, those those were little things that I focused on during practice. My coach Ron, he um, he was really big on form and proper running techniques, so I think that also helped. But yeah, hearing people say it makes I make it look easy. It's just it really doesn't. It, it looks easy, but it's really not. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you know, the 800 is an interesting, um, it's an interesting event in that I think, um, some of the best people in it, you know, started out as, as long sprinters and stuff. You know, you mentioned running the 400, uh, this weekend as part of the relay. What, you know, like what was the event that you started with and, and when did you realize that, you know, the 800 was, was your best event? So my first event was the 400, but I, during that meet, I also ran four the eight and the 15. So I guess I, I pretty much started as an 800 meter runner. I was more of a four, eight guy to start off with, but when I realized that I was a lot better at the eight, that's when I stuck with it. And it didn't take too long to find that out. Have you, have you run many 15 since, you know, like what's, what's the potential there? Do you think? That was the last time I ran one and I'm not <laughs> sure when the next one will be. <laughs> I I suppose you, you got to stick with uh with with what you're good at. Oh man, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I end up running that eventually though. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh you know, like the 800 is is also pretty cool in Canada right now in that you have guys like like Heppenstall and you have guys uh like like Brendan McBride. Uh, you know, you have guys like, like Anthony Romanu. There seems to be, you know, like probably four or five different guys. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think a couple guys on the horizon who could, you know, hit those international standards uh, within the next couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what is the... I was going to say. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, I, I was just going to say, like, how, how tight is the 800-meter community? Like, do you guys, you know, do you guys talk to each other? Do you and Brendan, you know, talk to each other at all? Or, like, you and Heppensall? Or... Yeah, I, I think they're they're all a really great group of guys. I know me and Brandon, we have, he's, he's like a mentor to me. He's sort of like a big brother in a sense. He's always giving me advice when I need it. And, um, yeah, Heppensall, too, he's, he's a really nice guy. I just wanted to say something like he's he's also made NCAA finals every single year indoor and outdoor, so that's that's really amazing. But I haven't met um, Anthony Romanu before, but I I know he's he's also really good too. Yeah, he's uh he he's a good guy. I think you should reach mm-hmm. out to him. He's uh he's he's a good person to to talk to. You know, you you mentioned that uh, that Brandon was a bit of a mentor to you. You know, like what what's what's some of the advice that he's passed on to you? Uh, he's just he's really been helping me out with like, I guess how to deal with pressure. That's one thing he always focused on with the advice that he gave, and I think it really helped, especially like, as I'm rising to the level that I'm at. It's coming from a guy like him. It's it's really useful advice. Um, we we were talking a little bit uh, off air be- beforehand, but uh, watching watching that uh, that national championship last year, there was a person wearing uh, a Mississippi uh, Mississippi State singlet, uh, same school mm-hmm. that you go to, uh, who is also in the field, uh, and that that person's name is is Kenya Small, uh, also mm-hmm. a Canadian. Uh, really fantastic. I'd I'd say he's one of those up and coming guys that we can expect yeah. to, to see some really big things you know, coming from in, in the next couple of years. Uh, you know, what's it, what's it like training with him and maybe talk about your, talk about your group a little bit. Uh, yeah. Kenny is a really, he's a really nice guy. He's, um, we consider him the leader of the group <laughs> because of his, um, outgoing personality. He's, he's the guy we always listen to. He's, um, and he's also an interesting fact. He's running his first mile over this weekend at Vanderbilt. So that should be interesting, but yeah, we've also got a, the other guys that are running really well this year, Dejan Devil, he's 147 PR, and Daniel Small, he's a 149 guy, and Freddie Jackson, he's um, 152 PR. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, training with them it, it makes it makes this job a lot a lot easier and fun at the same time. Yeah, I bet. I mean, like workouts must be must be pretty crazy there. Is is there? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the dynamic of the group? Is there a lot of racing, or does everyone kind of know their role and, and where they match up within the group? I think we all know where we're at personally with our with our event. But during practices, it's, um, yeah, it gets really competitive sometimes. But like I said, Kenya is a leader. He usually takes it out, and then it gets competitive towards the end, but... All right. Well, one one way that I like to uh, to lead or leave interviews is is to talk about uh, what to expect over over the next year uh, and over the next couple of years. You know, what are what are the big goals for you? You know, like I know you say that that you're super focused uh, on on you know uh, competing for your school and stuff, but you know, like what are what are the big goals? What can we expect to see of you over the next couple of years? Uh, definitely Olympics. That's um, that's a big goal for me, and. I think it would be nice to be there, but I also I'm also expecting more of myself. I want to I want to perform really well at the games and the World Championships as well. So I think just making a mark on the world stage would be 
would be a huge accomplishment for me. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, he is. Uh, his name is. His name is Marco, and he. Well, he has. You have a lot of accolades to your name, uh, including national champion. Um, you also came second at the at the NACAC championships. You were second at NCAA's last year. You know, you are just on the rise, and it's, it's been a lot of. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to to watch you come up and. Uh, and do better and better it seems like every single time you step on the track and you know man i really appreciate you uh, you being on the show this week really appreciate it all right thank you for having me this was actually my first podcast so i wasn't i wasn't sure how it was, how it was gonna go i'm just <laughs> glad to be here worked out okay though yeah i, I think it went better than i expected <laughs> well that wraps up another edition of the terminal mile big thanks to my guest this week Marco, as well as the tracky for their ongoing support. If you want to find us online, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at the Terminal Mile. We also have a Facebook page, so you can keep up to date that way as well. We're on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, and of course, tracky.ca as well. Thanks to you for listening. This has been the Terminal Mile, a tracky radio production. Mm-hmm.